listening to The Apple Slice, an educational podcast about education. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Melissa. And I'm Fandy. And today we are talking about PTAs or PTOs. Which is the Parent Teacher Association or the Parent Teacher Organization. And I think as teachers, you have either chosen to take part in these, been forced to take part in these, or has at least seen them. Right. Um, as a parent, you've, you know, probably got something home in the mail, or you might be, you know... Involved. Really involved, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, I would say, most schools have some type of parent group. Yeah, somewhere I wrote down... Um, it was like in the 90s percentile that they that K-8 schools have some type of PTO or PTA or something along that line. Group. Well, when Melissa first suggested this topic, I have only really worked in schools that have had a PTA. Mm-hmm. And I think her kid's school has a PTO. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, I was really curious to try to figure out what was really the difference between the two. Right. And and for me, for Charlotte being in kindergarten for her first year, it was really weird. I keep saying, I've only been the T in a PTA. I've never been the P. Yes, that's right. Right. Yeah, I've always been the teacher, and I've always seen it from the teacher's point of view. I've never seen it from the parent. So last yep. year was a whole new learning experience for me. Yeah, so... Um, Uh, As I found, I really didn't find a lot of information specifics about the PTO. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the history and stuff is definitely focused on the PTA side. Yeah, yeah. And so do we want to say what the difference is between a PTA and PTO? That's probably a good place to start. Okay, so PTA and PTO are two different things. Um, PTA has more of the history, and PTO is a little bit... Newer. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so a PTA is a national association, um, and they even have um, like 50 paid employees in Alexandria, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Their headquarters are in Washington, D.C., um, but they have like state and national um, branches. And so your school, your parent-teacher association, when you pay your dues and you must pay dues... You, uh, most of your money that that could just go to those dues go back to the state national level. Which I remember as a teacher paying about like $5 per year. Yeah, so we're not too. talking a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw on the PTA website, current national dues are actually $2.25. Mm-hmm. But what happens is like your local PTA might up that right. and then keep half the profits for their local organization Right. So that's why, that's probably why, like, it was the $5 amount. And there's some perks that come with it um, that um, you get when you are a part of the PTA. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's certain research and I think publications, but it was really hard for me to find what those perks were. Right. And it, I mean, I, the main one that stood out to me is that they have a voice within mm-hmm. public policy, like in DC or within your state organization. Mm-hmm. So, and like most things like that, you know, it's an organized right voice. And the thing that I kind of found that was surprising was it doesn't matter if you agree with the PTA or not. If you are a member of the PTA, you have to like align politically with them. You're on that platform. Right. Which I don't even know. And I wrote down a big list of things um, that they had legislation out for, um, like 
creation of kindergarten classes, child labor laws, public health service, um, hot and healthy lunch programs, uh, um, arts and education, school safety. But I can't even really tell you where they stand on those. Right. Yeah, which I don't know either. I'm, you know, like shame on me. But I wonder if those people who are like, no, I disagree with that. Right. But if you're part of the PTA, you're supposed to, you know, not speak against it. I don't know. And they also have an annual convention, mm-hmm. which is held in June. Um, so I just think it's more about like the larger membership. Right. Right. And they have a louder voice because. They're all grouped together. Organized. Right. Um, I saw that 27% of public and private kindergarten through eighth grade schools in the U.S. have a PTA. Gotcha. Okay. So about a quarter of the schools. So then PTO, on the other hand, is a more generic term. Yes. And it typically represents a parent organization that chooses to stay independent. Right. So they don't really want to be associated with any kind of larger organization or right anything. and so they operate under their own bylaws mm-hmm. um they might have their members pay dues but the money stays in-house or in the school and their issues are going to be more focused on what's best for our school or our district right. or our community rather than thinking about like national issues right um and i even saw that um, they don't have anybody working, you know, in Alexandria, Virginia or Washington, D.C., and they don't have legislators. Um, but one of the big resources that I saw um, was for PTO Today, and it's a website. Um, and they have about 30-ish employees, and they really do um, offer a lot of good resources for um, these people that are in the PTOs um, because they cannot lean on PTA for some of their resources. I thought, see, I had never heard of PTO today. Um, This online website is where you find all the Mm -hmm. information. I thought it was great because I saw everything from, like, ideas for fundraising. Um, If I'm a new leader for my PTO, Uh here's some resources. How to even start a PTO if you don't have one. Good ideas for school family nights. Like, I just thought it was great. Yeah. I have personally used it um, since I'm doing the PTO thing now because Charlotte's in school. And they've been a a really big help for me on just, you know, ideas, everything you just said. But I thought it was really organized. One thing, first of all, that was established in 1999. I don't know if you said that or not. Mm -mm. But um, one thing that really stood out to me the more I dug a little deeper is that... Um, they have this, the, well, let me find his name. The man who started PTO today, his name is Tim Sullivan. And he has this like video blog thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's a YouTube channel, of course, for PTO today. Mm-hmm. And he goes on there and he just makes these like two or three minute video clips where he's talking hmm. and he's giving like really practical advice i should check that out you should because i mean like here are some of the little snippets like does your school have a signature event that they're Hmm. known for every year um how to plan your back to school message if you're like in the leadership and it's Um, a video it's it's a video it's like a which i feel like such a bomb when i'm like read an article i don't know watch a two minute video okay (laughs) yeah it's just him talking but he like makes really good points like i saw one about you have low meeting attendance he was kind of saying like don't worry about it Mm -hmm. like here's here's what you can take from that 
How do you promote your organization? How do you maintain transparency so people don't think like you only know what's Mm -hmm. going on if you're on the inside? How to work with your principal? Like, I just thought that was really good. I love it when I learn stuff from a podcast. I know. (laughs) So those were really good. Um, And like, I'm going to jump ahead here because I was curious. I was like, "Mm," after I did all this searching, I don't see much about the teacher part. Mm-hmm. of the PTO mm-hmm. or the PTA. And so that's how I f- stumbled upon his video blog thing because he had one about that. Like, what's the teacher's role? Really? And interestingly, now this is what Tim Sullivan said. He said he feels like the T should actually be eliminated. That it's really hmm. just a parent organization. Mm-hmm. And he said when PTOs focus on how their teachers are not involved... All it does is put a negative spin on what you're trying to do. That's a really good point. <laughs> and so his advice was, just don't worry about it. He's like, in the bigger picture, if parents are doing their thing, uh-huh. teachers are doing their thing, and the principals are doing their thing, then really, together, it's a great team. I like that. Because, I thought it was a really yeah. great mm-hmm. spin. I know that when I was in the classroom... Um, it was always, you know, well, how many PTO meetings have you been to? And I always, you know, my lovely personality, I'm like, (laughs) you're demanding me do something without getting my input. And it was from an administration and I suddenly wanted to have nothing to do with it because I mean, that sounds like me, right? (laughs) Um, You're going to force me to do something. I'm not going to do it. Um, and then as a parent side that I've seen, um, it was, you know, a lot of talk, like a lot of hubbub about like, well, why aren't, why aren't, is this teacher not here? That teacher. And, you know, I was telling my friends, like, they've been here since like seven o'clock this morning and it's 13 hours later and they have kids they want to go see. That's wonderful advice. What is his name? Tim Sullivan. Yep. And he even made the point in the video, um, you know, for all we know, teachers have taught all day and then they're going home to different districts and attending PTO meetings for their own kids. I just assume so. Right. And, I don't know. It was just nice mm-hmm. to hear that perspective. And I thought he makes a really great point in that when you focus on all that, there's just a lot of negativity around it. I'm going to check out Tim Sullivan. <laughs> well, you should. So that's why I wanted to mention that's, it to you. I like it. Yeah. Um, so that's the difference between PTO and PTA. Right. Um, and I even read something, and it was on that ptotoday.com, whatever, about... They had like this chart, the diff- the major differences between them, and it went into things like insurance and, and dues and, and membership and all that stuff. And at the very bottom, it said if you put 1,000 PTO members and 1,000 PTA members in the same room, you won't, you can't tell a difference between either one of them because they're just people that want to help their community and help their school. And they're There's, all working hard. They're yeah. all working hard. There's really not much difference there yeah. whatsoever, but... Because PTOs, I really don't think have been around that long. I can only find history on PTAs. Right, me too. So let's talk about that. Okay. Um, so it was founded in 1897. Is that what you had? Mm-hmm. As the National Congress of Mothers. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I never knew the, the history of it. No, I didn't either. Alice McClellan Burney mm-hmm. and Phoebe Apperson Hurst. They founded the organization, and remember, they did this at a time when women didn't have a right to vote, Mm -mm. social activism was not popular on their part, but they still believed that mothers could get together because they all wanted what was best for their kids when it came to, like, school. I mean, moms are moms. If it's 2000 and... 
whatever this year is, 2017 yep. or 1897, moms are saying, wouldn't it be a good idea if, couldn't we like rally our forces if? And so I just, I, I, lo- I love it. Yes. 1897, um, on February 17th, 1897, more than 2,000 people, mostly moms, but also some dads, teachers, laborers, and legislators attended the first convocation of the National Congress of Mothers in Washington, D.C. Um, and that is where they got their start. February 17th for PTA is known as Founders Day. Yes. Um, but that's where they kind of rallied their forces. Um, but for your first meeting... 2,000 people in 1897. Good job. Good job, right. And then um, the next kind of monumental piece of history is that in 1970, the National Congress of Parents and Teachers and the National Congress of Colored Parents and Teachers merged together in this, like, unifying way of saying that we want to serve all children. Which I thought was interesting. At one point in time, they were two separate organizations. And you could just tell I live in a little bubble. And even though I know my history, I don't evidently own my history because it was like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. Two groups of people trying to do very similar things. Yes. Coming together saying, we are one now. And that was founded by Selena Sloan Butler in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And so it's just important to note that when we say that Founders Day is February 17th, they're actually highlighting all three of those women. Mm -hmm. So, Which, I mean, in 1970 is quite late. But, I mean, that's what you just said. Let's, we're all doing the same thing. Let's do it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the PTA itself had a record high membership in 1962 where they were drawing about 12.1 million members. Ooh. Holy cow, in 1962. <laughs> um, and then today stands close to about 4 million members, which is still a lot. Um, and I think the decline is in the fact that with the web... That yes. things are just so much more accessible. Mm-hmm. So things that used to be reserved for only PTA mm-hmm. membership is now kind of available because you can contact people anywhere. You're not sending me a magazine and I'm not getting it out of that. Right. I type on my laptop and I can see this guy's videos and advice instantaneously. So I don't think that parent involvement has necessarily decreased. I agree. I think it's that PTO organizations have probably Increased, mm-hmm. And because there's no official reporting, those are difficult to track. Right, right, right. Um, so leadership in the PTA, we've already mentioned that there are some, was it about 50? Um, um, 50, let me look back on my notes, about 50 paid employees. Um, but the national PTA is composed of 54 state congresses and more than 20,000 local units in all 50 states. The District of Columbia, U.S. Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, and the Department of Defense Schools in Europe. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, but those state PTAs are liaisons between the local PTA and the national PTA, just like any other mm-hmm. board group, yeah. interest group that you have. Gotcha. Um, and then within there, there are different types of PTAs, and some of these I had never heard of. Um, there are early childhood PTAs, which are for preschools, elementary PTAs, middle school PTAs, parent-teacher-student associations, 
which I th- I had heard of a parent-teacher-student association, but I didn't realize that they are there actually just to provide youth members with the opportunity to make a difference by developing leadership skills. And so they focus more on the students okay. and, like, raising them up, which I thought was was pretty interesting. And there's also special education PTAs. I did not know those differences existed. Mm. Me neither. I, I had I had no idea. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think that, I don't know, in the back of my mind, I have, like, an idea of about, like, a, like a PTA board or, you know, a group of people. But really it is just a group of people trying to better their school and better their community. And right. They don't have a crazy history of, you know, some of these things that we've talked about. Um, but, I mean, they've been around for a long time. Uh, PTA is the oldest and largest child advocacy association in America. Hmm. And I think it's because they can draw, you know, four million members. Well, and your membership is always changing because yeah. as kids grow older, mm-hmm. people drop out, but the new people come mm-hmm. in as their kids. There's always some school. lady with a kindergarten. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just felt like an overview of like, okay, so we've talked a lot about these organizations, but really what do they do? Well, they just make a commitment to being a voice for children, a resource for, for, for parents, advocates for education, and they want their schools to be stronger and more nurturing. Mm-hmm. And it looks different depending what climate they're serving. Absolutely. But they know their climate because they are in it. They, they are not someone who's hired to come out. It's their community. Their kids go to school there, so there's a personal vested interest absolutely in that we talked a lot about pto today there is a website called pto.org but to me it looked like it was a fairly new resource Mm -hmm. um i've never so it it exists it talked about how it's open source so it's for anybody um but it also had a lot of links that were saying like coming soon so that might be something you want to check out in the future Mm -hmm. but the pto today had a lot And then, of course, the PTA has a website as well. Just another thing about the PTA, like this handout said, um, this was one of their more popular handouts they've created. It says the role of the parent-teacher organization. Mm -hmm. And it's just a one-page document. Is this from PTO today? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it says, like, here are some bullet points about, like, What's our goal for the PTO? But what's interesting is it says, here's what it does and here's what it does not do. Hmm. And so it compares, like, (laughs) what it does. Support educational programs and extracurricular activities of the school. What it does not do is run the school. Thank you. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But they're, you know, like, it's kind of a political thing. Like, some schools, their PTOs and PTAs are crazy. And, like... Uh, provide feedback and suggestions for school programs. That's what they do. What they don't do is set the policy for mm-hmm. the school. And so um, the the article was saying that it's a nice handout, especially if you have a lot of new members, so you can say, like, let's just have, a, like, a checks and balances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen some schools where the principal just kind of lets the PTO leadership have free reign, mm-hmm. and that can be hard for the teachers. Yes. And then I've seen some where, you know, they feel like they're not welcome at all. So there has to be a healthy balance. It is really weird. I mean, last year was a really different experience for me being a P and not a T. It was definitely, I don't know, 
it, it, it was eye-opening to see, hmm, not to show up here and to a meeting and not be a teacher who's been forced. And if you do come to this PTO meeting, you get to wear jeans on Fridays. <laughs> Did you ever have any hoops like that? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, the, the, the principal tried in so many different ways to get, like, 100% participation from the staff. And yeah. That, like, if you bought into the PTO, you got to wear jeans on Fridays. And there was a couple years that I was like, nope, not going to do it. And someone would sign my name and, like, <laughs> buy my dues into the PTO so then we could wear jeans as a staff. <laughs> Whoever that was, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, again, like, I think if you are involved with the PTO organization – just do your best to kind of like support each other, whether you're the P or the T mm-hmm. and just know that like, if you can remember that everybody's trying to work together yeah. for what's best, mm-hmm. because I, I have, I feel like now I have a bit more of a sense of that. You know what the PTO really is? It's committed, generous volunteers. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you, those people they don't have to be there. No. And we're all just, I mean, teachers are there because they love the kids. Right. Parents are there. I mean, there are parents that that don't come. And so they're evidently there because they also love the kids. Like, we have a, a, a central mission here, guys. Like, right. you do what you can, I'll do what I can. And maybe that can be And maybe if you are involved in the PTO, just remembering that, like, for all those parents that aren't there... Maybe the, maybe they're not there because it just doesn't work out for their work schedule. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they don't want to be involved. Right, right. I've seen stuff um, before that says, like, <clears throat> I can serve in school. I can serve at after-school events. I can serve at home, but I can't come in. And then I've even seen a box where it says, I'm a working parent and I feel bad. Can I just give you 50 bucks? <laughs> I like, think that sounds great. But, like, yeah. seriously, like, some parents just can't yeah. if they're struggling to get by. Or, I'm sorry, like, I'm mm-hmm. focused on my career and my kids. And both of them, like, that's yeah. that's excellent. And this is not something that I want to do. Uh-huh. And, and that's okay. That's okay, too. Yeah. So, what's your opinion on, like, what are some things that the PTO provides for, like, the school that your kids attend? Um, so our PTO um, provides field trip support. Um, so, and I knew this when I was a teacher, but I guess I just didn't really realize the importance of it. So if um, they offset the cost of busing, or if the field trip itself costs fifteen dollars a kid to get in, they'll pay for like a percentage of it. Um, so field trips, um, they help with, um, or they support or run or produce the events. Like if it's like the Charlotte did this really sweet father-daughter sweetheart dance thing, mm-hmm. and that was put on by the PTO. Mm-hmm. Um, field day was supported by the PTO. They run the book fairs. They run, I didn't know this until this year, that um, they're in charge at my school. They're in charge of, like, when Life Touch comes in, mm-hmm. like, they help them. Like, huh. that's where our volunteers, I, I don't know why I didn't know that as a teacher. I was just trying right. to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like all the, not all of it, some of the extra stuff that mm-hmm. that teachers can't do, because I'm sorry, you are with those kids and you are right. preparing for assessments, you know, how many weeks out of the year, the, the PTO just kind of picks up. And yeah. I remember um, in one school, I there was like, we just got like a blanket $100 from the PTO every yes, year. Yes, I got that too. And that was nice because it was like, 
I could have that extra thing that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I really wanted subscriptions to National Geographic Mm -hmm. and I could get it with that extra money. And so I just mentioned that because a lot of what I saw in some comments was all the PTO does is fundraise. Mm-hmm. But then just remember what they are fundraising <laughs> for. The money just doesn't sit there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not always just to have a party. Mm-hmm. It is to enhance the educational right. experience. I remember at one of the um, first PTO meetings I went to as a parent last year, the technology teacher um, was there and she was presenting that she needed headphones. And she only needed headphones because they weren't part of our school supplies list. And she wanted certain ones that can be like cleaned after each use and all that. And so she said, this is exactly what I need. This is how much. This is the quantity. And she kind of presented it. And the board said, you know, yay or nay. They approved that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it benefited my kid because then Charlotte could put little earbuds or whatever it was Uh in her ears and use them in technology class. Right. Who would have paid for that otherwise? I'm not really sure. But Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's from that fundraising. Exactly. Yeah. So. All right. Well, good luck to you, Melissa, as you enter this new phase of parenting. (laughs) Thanks. It's so funny. I'm like, I've been a parent for six years now. I've mastered this. And each year I'm like, oh, I've never experienced this. <laughs> it's just so weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. So weird. All right. Well, but, if you have any experiences or tips on how parent organizations can run effectively, make sure you let us know. Yeah. Thanks, guys. For more information, including show notes, visit us at theappleslice.info.